special Yemei Chabad, which is the 22nd day of Shabbat in the Tovshin Memches. The, uh, that's the yard site of the Rebetzin, the righteous Rebetzin, Chayamushka. She was the daughter of the previous Rebbe and the wife of the Rebbe. So uh, this is uh, her yard site is the 22nd day of Shabbat in the year 5,788. So that's February 10th, 1988. Um, now, this is... Um, as you know, uh, fairly recent, talking about recent, I mean, we uh, lived through this. This was a, um, a real, uh, I guess, shocker for the Hasidim of the Rebbe. Uh, being the wife of the Rebbe placed her in that special uh, position in which she was revered and looked upon uh, up people looked up to her as a wife of the Rebbe but uh, being the um, uh, she was the second daughter of the, the, of the previous Rebbe and she was exceptionally learned she was uh, exceptionally learned and she was a very wise uh, person and uh, she conducted herself she had a royal a royalty about her she was like a uh, very um, s- special in the way she conducted herself, and she was uh, had a very good humor, uh, being able to uh, uh, say the right thing in a humorous way, and uh, also um, very warmly. Uh, she would uh, every detail she would pay attention to. Um, people. Uh, you know, loved her for that. It endeared her by people, and it's undescribable, really, how she carried the role of being a wife of the Rebbe with such humility and with such simplicity that it's um, it's just kind of hard to imagine um, that a person would uh, be so much. Uh, running away from any uh, recognition or any uh, from the limelight, the spotlight, she never uh, wanted anything for herself, she wanted to stay you know, private and uh, just do her things for the Rebbe and that was that was her mission in life and she didn't um, we learned about her mother, it seems like her mother, the Rebetzin Sternasora, uh, that was the, uh, I'm sorry, um, the Rebetzin Nechamedina, I'm talking about the wife of the previous Rebbe, um, we learned was more involved maybe with the uh, students of the uh, yeshiva at the time, we learned a little bit, um, and um, I'm not sure, but she was exceptionally, I think, more um, it's hard to tell these things you know, exactly, but it seems like the Rebbe generally was a little bit more removed from the Hasidim even than the pre-predecessors, which automatically makes also the Rebbe's family more removed from the uh, Hasidim. Uh, is it because the Hasidim were on a lower level now so that we weren't sort of uh, in on the Rebbe's uh, greatness? Was it because of the Rebbe's 
greatness that it was beyond even having uh, a connection but is it because the Rebbe unfortunately didn't have any physical children uh, maybe that in itself you know, made them people as private people without having to sort of engage in some of the other things when you have to engage in the world when you have physical children and you know there's teachers, there's schooling, there's maybe others the children sometimes bring others in, you know, who they associate with. I'm not sure exactly what the reason is, but the Rebbe himself was always in, in, in public, but we knew very little of the Rebbe's personal life, and uh, the Rebbe, uh, somebody once said, was a hidden tzaddik. It was like one of the disguised tzaddikim. And somebody says, what do you mean? The Rebbe is not an open tzaddik. Everybody knows the Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, that he's a righteous. But he said, what you know of him is just a fraction. He's really so much more there than what you really know. So it's it ends up being that the Rebbe was like on a total level by himself, even relative to the Hasidim. So the Rebbe would teach, he would instruct, he would delegate, he would, he led the whole community with, uh, with uh, great success, but you didn't engage them like in a, uh, really didn't ever consult anybody, didn't uh, advise or take get input or, you know, had like a council of elders next to him, like uh, uh, wasn't, that wasn't the regular uh, that wasn't the regular style I don't know if uh, um, no, of course the Rebbe gave great respect to the rabbis, to the uh, elders uh, to the Hasidim, but um, it didn't seem like uh, there was that um, few times in the later the Rebbe uh, made uh, appointments like uh, for after uh, when the time comes the Rebbe wrote like a will then it wasn't signed and he, there was like a few rabbis that were sort of the um, that the Rebbe sort of trusted their uh, I guess their their opinion or that again it's hard this is not a, really a subject that uh, I know or I want to get because it's it's something really which is beyond. But anyways, talking about the rabbits and now, um, the Rebbe made a point one time in one of his talks that something very interesting, that the month of Shabbat uh, is sort of a month which is associated with uh, the passing, first of all, of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, which is on the 10th day of Shabbat. His grandmother, the Rebbe Rifkat, which is the wife of the Rebbe Maharash, she passed away on, uh, in the month of, uh, of Shvat. She passed away on the 10th day of Shvat. Uh, his mother, uh, the previous Rebbe's mother, the wife of the Rebbe Rashab, Sterna she passed away on the 13th day of Shvat. So you have, and the previous Rebbe himself passed away on the 10th of Shvat. So you have 10th him and his grandmother, and then his mother on the 13th of Shvat, and then his daughter on the 22nd day of Shvat. Uh, and there's another connection, as the Rebbe said, that uh, between these three Rebbets, you know, we're talking about, uh, uh, they were all wives of Rebbes. I mean, the old wives of the Rebbe. Rebetzin Rivke was the wife of Rebbe Marash, and the Rebetzin Sternesara was the wife of the Rebbe Rashab, and then um, 
the Rebbe himself. We're, we're not talking about the Rebbe in the Chamedina, which was that was the Rebbe himself, and then uh, the Rebbe in uh, Chaya Mushka was the wife of a Rebbe. So either a Rebbe or a wife of a Rebbe. But they're all in, in, in this Shvat. So the Rebbe expressed. Thank you. The Rebbe expressed another uh, the one time that all these three Rebbe's just inst- an instant before their passing, an instant before their passing. They asked for a cup of water. Something about a cup of water. Uh, the Rebbe Tzachayim Mushka also expressed uh, a, a similar request. Um, uh, so, um, um, see, uh, she requested um, that before she uh, before she passes on, she wanted to have a cup of water, and it happened actually that before. Before she a short while before she passed away, she asked for a for a cup of water. I mean, that's even to know that you're going to be passing away to ask a cup of water for them. Uh, it's related that uh, one time the the women in the Chabad uh, Chabad women they sent the Rebetzin in honor of her birthday. Uh, they sent her a bouquet of flowers. Now it's interesting that the. Uh, uh, this was also in the later years. In, in the earlier years, meaning what I remember, right, they didn't even do that, you know, for the Rebetzin. Uh, later on, people became more uh, sort of uh, a little more pushy and a little more uh, trying to do something for the Rebetzin in the later years, trying to get... So they sent her a bouquet of flowers on her birthday. Uh, and uh, they... Um, added uh, to the bouquet, they had a list of names of those that are uh, need a blessing. So they, they had a list of names for a blessing. So uh, the uh, person who attended that was in the Rebbe's home, he was uh, attending, so he, 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 he took the, 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 the bouquet so he took the note and he, uh, and he passed it to the Rebbe because it was obvious to him that who's going to bless? It's the Rebbe going to do. The Rebbe's going to do the blessing. The bouquet of flowers is for her, and the names are for the Rebbe. So when the Rebbe, so he gave the Rebbe. He gives the Rebbe the envelope with the names. He gives to the Rebbe. So when the Rebbe looks on the envelope, he says that it says the Rebbe's name over there. On the envelope, it says Rebbe's name. So he asks the attendant, he says, One, go give the, uh, the letter, this belongs to, it was the Rebbe's name, it belongs to her. So the attendant said that in the envelope is a uh, list of people that require a blessing. So the Rebbe said to him, no, she can bless too. <laughs> she can bless as well. Um, and as we already mentioned, you know, there was that, the, when they came the... Uh, uh, court case about the books which of course she was the other heir I mean it was basically between her and her sister who was uh, so uh, they send uh, to depose the Rebetzin so they send somebody from the court uh, with the questions so the uh, lawyer of the other side was uh, questioning her and he says to her, what is your opinion? To whom, though, the books, the books of your father belong? Do they belong to your father, to the Hasidim? Who owns those books? 
And the Rebetzin answers that both the, my father and his books belong to the Hasidim. So it's not a question either or. He says, my father also, also belonged to the Hasidim. Uh, these uh, words made a tremendous impact on the judge. And these were some of the reasons that uh, swayed sort of the judge to the and the victory of these words that the Rebetzin said. Um, that um, uh, this was the Rebbe related this story uh, on the first Shabbos, the Parshas Trumo in that year in 1988. This was the first Shabbos after Shiva. The Rebbe related the story that the about the Rebetzin. Um, the Rebetzin passed away. This was on uh, Wednesday in the portion of Mishpatim, the 22nd day of Shvat. In Tavshimem Ches, and she was sick for a short while. Uh, the uh, funeral took place just a couple of hours after she passed away, and uh, there were more than 15,000 people in attendance. And um, she is interned um, next to the um, place, next to the resting place of her grandmother, Sternesara. Uh, and um, opposite the oil of the uh, of the previous Rebbe, and um, and also and also her mother. And it doesn't say here though, but it's also her mother's right there too. Yeah. Um, maybe I forget which side. She may be on just on the other side, and maybe I think her mother could be on the other side. I still have the picture right here. Yeah, the and now they have uh, on the 22nd day of Shabbat uh, of course we have all the Chayamushkas uh, which are named uh, every family has a Chayamushka basically it almost gives away the age <laughs> I mean whoever is uh, was born now, even though people give away later on um, it was it's to such an extent that sometimes you know girls um, uh, they had to cheat a little bit on their age because let's say they want to be a counselor in camp uh, maybe a year before they're oh, there. So they can't say the name was Chaim because <laughs> everybody knew so they, they made up names Chaya, this, that, you know, there could be other than that but if you could say you were Chaim Mushka, you gave it away. So yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't have them right together. Maybe it's not right next to it. Um, the other thing is now they have the International Women's Convention so they have this international convention in which uh, women shluchos from all over the uh, world get together, uh, similar to the shluchim convention which takes place on the Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Uh, this takes place on the 22nd day of Shvat. All the women get together, very similar, a very similar venue and a similar uh, uh, type of uh, inspiration. And there's always uh, oh, it's a good deal. What? I don't think they do pushing and shoving. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it's a sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Do they get that many women to come? Like they do not before? quite, but uh, yes, there is a lot, a lot. I mean, a lot. It's not as uh, not as full, but you know, it's um, it's 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 it has the same sort of uh, style, I guess, and the same sort of uh, goals to. Uh, uh, guests to rejuvenate and to get the inspiration and um, 
it's it's obvious. It goes without saying that uh, in many or most uh, successful shlichas uh, is the woman. The woman is the uh, main part of what goes on. So they're no less uh, important. Matter of fact, the Rebbe in all of his talks he would always have very high praise for the women and he would always uh, put a lot of, give a lot of the credit and also a lot of responsibility uh, to the uh, women and their role. Notwithstanding that uh, the common, you know, some of the common ideas are that women are, are placed in the secondary roles to the Rebbe, they were actually the main role, that they have the main uh, and most important roles and the greatest responsibility. Uh, not uh, that they're in any, uh, in any shape or form looked down as uh, being secondary or not as important. And uh, the Rebbe points out that even when the Torah was given, in the verse you see that first God spoke to the women and only after to the men. They came first there too. There were several occasions in the year, not very many, in which the men and the women would swap in where they were in the place in the shul. So like the men's shul was, of course, where the men's were, and the women were in the balcony. That was the main place. But several times a year, the women would go downstairs, and the Rebbe would give a special talk just for the women, and the men weren't allowed. I mean, they were, uh, they were upstairs, and then it was just especially uh, for, for the women. So the Rebbe gave, uh, uh, put a, a lot of... Uh, I guess a lot of trust in the women and he gave them a lot of the mission so their gathering is of no less importance and maybe more important than than the men and uh, we know that uh, Mitzrayim and throughout the exiles we know that it was the Jewish women that at the end of the day uh, it's their merits it's their uh, it's their amuna, it's their belief that carried us out of Golos, and we know that the same thing will happen now, so it's the, is the, is the, is the Jewish women. That was the, um, so Chobbeh Shvat is, is special in that, uh, in that, in that aspect.